With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two this Wednesday. And once again, happy Valentine's Day. Does that sound convincing? Because that's what I said to my wife this morning. When I forgot it was Valentine's Day, I just said, happy Valentine's Day. Those watching on Peacock, happy Valentine's Day. And listening on our radio affiliates around the country, happy Valentine's Day. I'm going to dedicate this show to my wife. <laughs> can't unwrap that, though. No, you can't. No, you can't. Are you nervous? No. You don't? No. No. Do you have to do something after no, the show? No, because I've said for years that this is a created holiday, Hallmark holiday, Valentine. I said, honey, I don't need somebody to tell me that I love you. It's every day is Super Bowl. And I'm Patrick Mahomes. I'm Dan Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, Paulie. You sound like a guy who forgot about Valentine's Day. Yes, I did. I did forget (laughs) about it. Downplay the whole concept. Okay, this is... She might be listening, so I can't say that I have something planned. It just... It has to be the right time, and it's going to be this weekend. So... Mm. (laughs) <laughs> Does that sound like I'm making it up on the spot? Buy, buy, uh, yes, I kind of respect it. Yes, trying to bide my time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had planned already to take. I just yes. didn't plan out how to tell you how to do that. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, <laughs> the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. More phone calls coming up. The guy who caught the game-winning touchdown pass in overtime, Nicole Hardman. He'll join us coming up. Pre-parade. It's later today for the Kansas City Chiefs. Also, our buddy Mark Sanchez from Fox Sports. He'll join us coming up as well. Caitlin Clark is about to be the all-time leading scorer uh, for women in college basketball. And it'll happen Thursday. Iowa hosting Michigan. It'll be live. That'll be coming up tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern exclusively on Peacock. Poll question today is what, Seton? We had two work in hour one, Dan. If you were the Chiefs, you would pay Chris Jones or... Give him a decent offer, but risk losing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60% of the audience would pay him. Mm-hmm. And then if you were Chris Jones, would you take the biggest contract or take less to stay with Kansas City? Mm-hmm. That's at 55% take the biggest contract. All right. We'll talk to Mark Sanchez about that coming up. By the way, a lot is being made of this, and it shouldn't be, but it is because it's LeBron James. 
Sources, this is ESPN, Warriors made bid for LeBron James at trade deadline. They did not make a bid or an offer. I mean, they're the same thing. What, what's a bid mean? Did you make an offer? What was the offer? That's what I would want to know. All this was was, hey, LeBron available? No. Okay. That's it. Now, keep in mind that Rob Polinka, the Lakers GM, reached out to the 76ers, asked about Joel Embiid. 76ers reached out to the Suns about Devin Booker. They were told, no. It sounds like a big deal. I think if LeBron and the Lakers, if LeBron went to the Lakers and said, hey, would you explore a deal with Golden State? Now we have a story. Yes, Golden State asking about this. Golden State has asked about other players. And they, most GMs do this. They ask. The great ones ask. All they can do is say no. But what happens if somebody says, well, what would you offer? Okay, now we, now we have conversations here. But a bid, they didn't even get to a bid. They talked about getting to a bid for LeBron James. But if you're the Lakers, what could you get in return? And, uh, you know, for Golden State, they're looking at this as the window is closing. We can keep Steph Curry here. You'd probably have to trade Klay Thompson. Who else are you trading? Uh, you'd still have Draymond Green there. Draymond Green represented by LeBron's representation, so probably trying to you know, help negotiate this or keep it alive inside. He's the one who helped bring Kevin Durant to Golden State. Draymond did. So I guess he was attempting to do that, but uh, Woj and uh, Ramon uh, Ramona Shelburne uh, reporting this. But they didn't get to a bid because that, that, it, now it's interesting. Now there's substance to this, that you did offer this for LeBron James. Or they listened. I didn't. I don't think they got very far down the road with this. But it's LeBron. It's going to be a big deal. Yes, Paulie. Little fun one here. LeBron plays tonight. I think at the Utah Jazz. Okay. Does the L.A. Lakers media ask him about it, and does he respond? Sure. But does he respond with, or does he blow it off? Well, you know, LeBron passive aggressive. So I don't know how he'll answer it. But yeah, I, I mean if. LeBron's in front of me. Uh, what did you know about the Warriors' interest in you? What role did you play in saying no? I, I, boom, I'd hit you with a couple of you know, right hands, and then we'd go and see what he says from there. I mean, he may you know, brush it off, but uh, I'm still going in there. Got to ask him that question. All right, the uh, Chiefs parade is coming up in a little bit. How boozy will the parade be? On a scale of 1 to 10. Will it be Golden State Warriors boozy? Will it be the Waste Management <laughs> Open boozy? <laughs> uh, what a mess that was. That's when you say, this is the People's Open, and you let them, they're on scholarship, until you go, oh, my God, what are you guys doing? You're drinking, and uh, you're, you're acting like you're at a frat house. Uh, weren't we supposed to act like that? Well, you can't act like that. You know, jumping out of the stands, jumping into the sand trap. You know, it was a mess. It was. But it started out as, let's have fun on this one hole. And then all of a sudden, it became, you know, Bonnaroo. <laughs> hey, what are we doing here? <laughs> you still got to be, these golfers have to still play the game. They're playing for real money here. And you got guys yelling and screaming. Okay, one hole, I get it. Not the entire golf course. Now they've said, oh, you know, we got to limit number of people. We got to limit, you know, beer sales. Yes. Yes. 
It is, uh, it's a party where a golf tournament breaks out. That's really what it is. Yes, Pauline. Going back to how boozy is the Chiefs parade last year, I'm looking at video from last year, and I would say it's eight and a half. I don't know if it's much as like the Washington Capitals or peak, <laughs> peak Gronk with the, with the Patriots, but there was a play, a part where Mahomes got off the float with the actual Super Bowl trophy yeah. and was walking around, and a young lady in the crowd asked for a picture with it. He hands it to her, and he walks away, and he leaves the, the Super Bowl trophy okay. in the crowd. It was retrieved. Yeah, but Tom Brady threw the trophy from one boat to another. Right. I mean. <laughs> Successfully. Yes. Man, you still look at that picture or video where he's walking out, and it's, <laughs> he's, he is uh, – Blaine Gabbard, I think, uh, got the save of the day there. <laughs> he's like, come on, Tom. You know, weekend at Bernie's when they're old, they're they're bringing Bernie around. Bernie's dead, and they're trying to prop him up. That's what it felt like with uh, with Tom there. All right, we get to phone calls coming up. Did I say Happy Valentine's Day? I think I did. Yes, Eden. It was kind of nice though, back to Tom Brady to see like those real moments of like, <laughs> wow. Oh, he... I, I can relate to that. Yeah, because yeah. his tolerance must be at a low level. Oh, an all time low. low. You know, doesn't drink, you know, everything he eats is healthy, and that's where you have one or two cocktails, and then it's like you got, you know, blind. He needed to go into the blue tent after that. Yeah, Pauline. I've got the video here, and Blaine Garrett's trying to be a bro. He's got both shoulders, and Tom's doing the, I got it, you know, that I got it, but he doesn't got it. He does not got it. Corey in Kansas City. Hi, Corey. What's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Mr. Patrick, gentlemen, and Todd. Uh, getting it in early here in Dynasty City, calling you from the heart of downtown. Uh, where, by the way, Dan, we here in the kingdom, we have a blank space for you. We'll write your name. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Corey. I love that. Absolutely. Hey, I, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I said they were going to win the Super Bowl. I put him in the Brady-Michael Jordan category. By the way, on this date, do you guys remember this? Because I didn't. 1990. Somebody breaks into the Chicago Bulls locker room and steals Michael Jordan's jersey. He wears a practice jersey. It doesn't have a name on it. The number? Does anybody remember the number, Paulie? 12. Yes, it was. It was 12. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And do you remember how many points Mike scored? If you said 49, you would be correct. It was against the Orlando Magic. Speaking of which... Shaq got his jersey retired last night by Orlando. So that's now three franchises that he's had his jersey retired. Why did it take so long for the Orlando Magic to retire their first jersey? Because Miami Heat and the Lakers and now Orlando. Yes, Seaton? Uh, Well, <laughs> why did it take so long or why did it happen at all? Oh, okay. So you're saying not retirement jersey worthy of his, what, four or five years there? I'm saying, look, Shaq is obviously one of the great players of all time, but mm. ultimately in Orlando, he was there for a little bit and then was like, all right, get me the hell out of here. I want to go to a winner. Thank you, Shaq. <laughs> and for that, we want to honor you by putting your name. No one's ever going to retire. Okay. I don't know. It just seems like. But they haven't won anything. If they're waiting to win to retire a jersey. They may not have anybody in the rafter anytime soon. You know what, though? They almost had a really good chance at winning something. 
before Shaq. And then he left to go to the Lakers and got a bunch of rings there. Well, you get a chance to bring everybody back. Uh, Shaq was talking about Penny Hardaway. I always look at what could have been. It's not fair to Shaq completely. What could have been in Orlando if he and Penny were on the same page, if Shaq and Kobe were on the same page. Now, they won three. They should have won six. I mean, but, you know, that's where ego and jealousy gets involved. And Shaq's talked about this. Penny was a fa- he was fascinating player. Like, he was different and wonderful. And, they, you know, they had that draft day trade where they drafted Weber, and then he eventually went to Golden State, and then they got Penny, you know, rights to Penny Hardaway. And you just thought, Shaq and Penny? Yeah, Marv. Look, they're the only team to beat Michael Jordan during that sixth yeah. title run. Yeah. There's like, oh, well, you know, he came off of retirement. No one was saying he came off of retirement when he scored 55 that same season. Okay, does anybody have a problem that Shaq's jersey is retired by Orlando? What was it, four years that he spent there? Correct. Okay. 96? Paulie? I, I don't have a problem, but I really see what Seton's saying. Four years, no titles. You have to use, you also have to shoehorn how Orlando became relevant really fast with Shaq. Really competitive, really fast with Shaq. That is not a title, but I would say for that franchise, it's okay. For a normal franchise, he didn't do enough. Okay, there. let's say Shaq doesn't win a title when he leaves Orlando. Does he still get his jersey? Like, he became so famous. He's so famous now. Is Orlando capitalizing on that now? Like, I don't know why you're waiting now, unless Shaq said, I don't, I don't want it now. Yeah, Seaton. If Shaq won a title, and hell yeah, absolutely. If Shaq never won a title but stayed his whole career there and like gave his whole career to the play, absolutely, no doubt. Okay. I, I'm not like upset about it or anything. I just didn't really understand why. Yeah. Other, other than he went on, he went on to become tremendously successful and very famous and one of the best players of all time. And he started here, so that's kind of cool. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I wouldn't say why. I would say why did it take so long? Yeah, Marv. I think it would have been a little bit different if he became a great player when he left Orlando. But he was already a okay. top-level player when he was in Orlando. Dwight Howard get his jersey retired? Absolutely. Oh, well, you know what? You know what? I think it's a little bit different because he asked for a trade. Shaq was a free agent, so Shaq was free to leave. I think that's a big thing. Like Kyrie Irving in Cleveland, you asked to leave. Yeah. So if they don't retire it, I'm all right with that. But Shaq was a free agent. And Shaq got them to the finals. So you don't think Dwight Howard that they might? I think he should, but if they don't, because they're still upset about him asking for a trade and asking out, I can understand that. Yes, Todd. If you're a team that doesn't, pun intended, have a lot to hang their hat on as far as their accomplishments in their world, it kind of looks cool, even if he doesn't fully deserve it in some people's eyes, to have a Shaquille O'Neal Orlando Magic jersey hanging forever in the roster. Yeah, I I, got to factor that in. You know, you're not winning a championship anytime soon. And you get a chance to celebrate. Shaq comes back. Uh, Penny's there. It was great seeing Penny there. Uh, here is Shaq talking about his, uh, his running mate. Penny Hardaway, get up here. You told a lie in your speech. You said that you wouldn't have been you if it wasn't for me. I could say the same thing, brother. Uh, I owe you everything. I appreciate you very much. And I wouldn't be here without you. So stay up here. Because even though... You guys are celebrating me. 
This is definitely our night, and I want you guys to celebrate this night with me. They did a great job. When you look at the drafting with, with Shaq and Penny, uh, Nick Anderson was great, Horace Grant. I mean, they, they, had, they had some really good – Pat Williams was uh, the GM, I think, at the time. Yeah, Paulie. The first five drafts of the Orlando Magic starting in 89, Nick Anderson out of Illinois, very good player. Dennis Scott of Georgia Tech, who had, a, I would say, a good to very good career, especially with them. He was really at his peak. Then they went with Bison Daly, who didn't stay there too long, but would end up being a good player. Then they got Shaq, and then they stumbled into that number one pick, which was Weber, which was traded for Penny Hardaway. Those are their first five drafts. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, you built, you built a franchise. You built a winner right there. Yeah. If Penny had stayed healthy, gosh, he was such an unbelievable partner. You know, we just, you watched him, and you're like, God, he's different. He is different. Yeah, Marv. They are the perfect example of they'll be back when yeah. they lost in 95. Yeah. Or the Thunder when they had uh, Kevin Durant and those guys. They're young. They'll be back. Yeah. And they never got back. That's why I always say, oh, don't ever say they'll be back. You don't know if they'll be back. Yes. Yeah, Shaq and Penny is, is like the the one that got away you know where it was like gosh it was right there how did we mess this up like how did that not stick i mean i know obviously penny is hurt but it was it's kind of like the one that like gosh we almost had it all and it was a three-year window there yeah and they put on some shows mm. but then i think penny got the commercial and then little penny and it it, it just felt like there was jealousy there uh and once again, Shaq has talked about this, that he wasn't mature enough, and certainly with Kobe and who's the star. And, like, you know, on the outside, you're going, who cares? Like, you're winning. But it does matter. It does. Matters to these guys. Who's the star? Who's making more? Who's got commercials? Yeah, Paulie. It's frustrating to even look at. Penny Hardaway's third year in the league. He averaged 22, 7, and 6, two steals, everything. The guy's 24 years old. He finished third for MVP. Shaq finished seventh on the same team. <laughs> I got my little penny doll here. That, uh, was that, uh, it wasn't Chris Rock, was it, Marvin? Yeah, Chris, he was the voice of Chris little penny. Was, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if it does anything. You can't I, guard me. The Secret Service can't guard me. That was one of the lines. Yeah, maybe. Oh, there you go. There you go. Secret Service couldn't go. Yeah. I don't know why I keep all this stuff. Well, you know, this is why I keep all this stuff right there. So when somebody says, you're a hoarder, and I'll go, yep, I am. But right, yes, Marvin. Shaq won the scoring title at 22 in 1995, averaging 29.3 a game. Yeah. At 22. That's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Let me take a break. Some more phone calls coming up. Did I say happy Valentine's? Could you do that for a brother? Uh, Mark Sanchez will join us coming up. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, 
Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst and former NFL USC quarterback, joining us on the program. What's the one big takeaway from the Super Bowl for each team? Oh, man. Um, I thought there were three big plays. Three plays that changed the course of the game. I went back and watched it last night. Um, 
the punt return off a guy's heel, absolute killer. Um, no points off of Patrick Mahomes' interception, no excuse for that. And then the block PAT, I don't think anybody's talking about that enough. I mean, that's four points at the end of the game. You add uh, three points off the turnover and three points off the um, off the initial drive. There, <laughs> when I go back and watch, I start taking notes. Right, the first five plays. Okay, they go. Let's see, where are we? It's like plus eight, plus 11, or plus eight, plus 18, plus 11, plus 11 fumble. I mean, they are dominating the game. It's not even close. You're like, oh boy. Here come the 49ers. They're hot. They turn the ball over on the Christian McCaffrey fumble. Their defense still comes out red hot. (laughs) They don't even look phased. I'm not worried about them at all. They go three and out, and Kansas City looks throttled. They got nothing. No juice. You know, uh, Kinlaw's going nuts. Warner's going nuts. I mean, this defense looks legit. The same Chase Young. Go turn on that Thursday night game um, against the Bears when he was still in Washington. That might be the worst tape I've ever seen in my entire life of a defensive line pursuit to the football ever. It was horrible. Him and everybody else across the board. He was available for a reason. This dude looks like a completely different player. He's making sacks. Like this dude is totally different. They controlled that game and they let it go. You let, you let players like Patrick Mahomes hang around. You let the Tom Brady's hang around. You let Peyton Manning's hang around. They'll find a way to ruin your Sunday. They'll find a way to win their Super Bowl. And it was really too bad. It really, it like almost broke my heart for the 49ers. And I'm not like a fan of one team or another or anything. Like I love to see Patrick win it. Love to see Kelsey, the Taylor Swift thing. Like all that stuff's awesome. But it just felt like, dang, man, like you guys had it. You had it. And, um, oh, man. That one hurt. Did you know the overtime rules? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so this is a um, old school Bill Walsh, um, Andy Reid, um, Mike Holmgren kind of thing. Like you go through, it, it's a West Coast philosophy. When you get to these important games and you do it all through the season like if you're if you're a really good team you have a guy on friday in your team meeting before practice who goes through all these situations every week and you look at other stuff that happened to other teams and you remind your players hey when this happens to us we are we're gonna do that or we're not gonna do that what they did was unacceptable Here's why. And you go through that for 18 weeks, okay? As soon as you get in the playoffs, there's no excuse 
for not knowing. Now, I, I also understand the school of thought of not bogging down your players with too much information and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to walk through it. you got to have you, – you've got to do it. I've done it with teams. With the good teams I've been on, we walk through potential situations. And it's just a situation drill for 100 yards of the field. But and would that have mattered, the Mark? Through. The only thing I, I argued with Shanahan's logic is you're playing for the third possession. And if you're going to be yeah. aggressive – to take the ball and put pressure on Mahomes, the only way you put pressure on him is scoring a touchdown, not a field goal. I, you must use. I disagree. You got to use four downs because you're giving Here's Mahomes four downs, though, Mark. You don't want to give him. I, I, I'll take three downs. Don't give him four. But you are. Whatever you do. No, I know, but he's. If I give him the ball he's first. Michael Myers in Halloween. No, no, Mark. If he I does give not him. Die. If I give him the ball first. He doesn't He's use four downs. downs. Yes, right. that's that's Give him the ball. That's the logic that I didn't right. understand. I want Mahomes to have three downs, not four downs. Three. They didn't exactly give him right. that. Give him the ball. Yes, yeah, so they made a mistake. They made a mistake right. by going first. We're saying the same thing okay. two different ways. I'm saying half a dozen, you're saying six. Okay. It's the same thing. Okay. Do not give that guy four downs. No, no. That's you know. No matter what. Yeah. Do not. Whatever you can do to eliminate a, a play for him, great. Let's figure that out. But I thought that was um, I thought that was a mistake, and it's really too bad. Those kind of, those kind of things you grow and learn from, but it just sucks having to learn on that kind of stage. And I keep saying this; it just felt on. like. Well, you got your my wife? little man. Oh, you're He's little going man. to school. Oh, okay. Hey, see you, little man. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. Did you? Did what did you do for mom? What did you do for mom? Did you make her Valentine's? Yeah. Got a boy. All right. Go tell. All right. Go on and get out of here. Go tell her you love her. Go, I love you. Go tell her you love her. Okay. That that's a teaching moment right there. That's what that. Is. That's true. I thought that uh, it it felt like Shanahan wanted Purdy to be the star. Second so, half play calling. I had a problem with that, Mark. I didn't love the third quarter script. No. I really didn't. When you watch the first, I, the notes I took last night, almost exclusively 21 personnel, two backs, a tight end, and two receivers. Why? Because Juszczyk is a Swiss Army knife. He's a satellite. He's where's Waldo. How do you match up to this guy? You think um, Gay and Bolton want to – Want to fit up in the run with this guy all game long with a pulling guard and lead, uh, fullback lead and counter and uh, stutter and all these plays? You think he wants to do that all game? Hell no, they don't. Hell no. I'd have run it 40 times. 40 times. That would have been my goal. I don't care if we win the game. I want to run it 40 times. Because yeah, I, I know if I get close to 40, I might win it. And we might win by 14. I just, I just was shocked at the second half um, script. I, I, I know Brock Purdy can do it. I know Devo can do it. I know these guys. Okay, great. In my opinion, you get in big personnel and make these guys fit up in the run because it, it, um, it negates their their strength on defense. Where's their strength? 
Well, Manahim just got hurt in the championship game. Nobody's talking about that either. He had the strip sack on Lamar Jackson. Nobody's talking about that guy. So what are they going to do? They're going to put Chris Jones on the right side with Brendel, Feliciana, or Burford, and then McKivitt. Those guys have been, you know, in and out of the lineup all year long. What are we doing? Is that a, is that an issue for us? Hell yeah, that's an issue. Okay, but San explain this. Explain this to me, Mark. It's a big down. You know they're blitzing. The Niners know that they're bringing. Yeah, that one. Okay. Yeah. How do you forget uh, about Chris Jones? It's like that's what I don't understand. A timeout. I know, guys. That's make sure. Okay, look for McDuffie or somebody Sneed, but we know Chris Jones has to be blocked. And they and don't even know put if you're playing. It'll if you're put a body. Playing Spagnola, if you're playing Spags, like you better have an answer for zero. You like day one, thirteen days before the game. I'm already talking to my quarterback. Hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking. I got three options for cover zero. We're gonna get it in the fringe red area. We're gonna get it down and tight inside the 15, like in the plus 15 area. Here's what I'm thinking. If we're in any kind of like tight end set with the tight end available, let's go rock, let's go lava. Basically bring the tight end in and block, and then we'll get to our options. We'll go over some of those options later on in the next 13 days. If we don't have a tight end, then we're probably gonna have to get into some sort of sprint out or whatever, have the back kind of chip the edge and you get outside. Um, you know, those kind of things are like on the table immediately. And I was a little shocked that in those big moments, one, I mean, that's your bell cow. Like before the game, you put on an APB on <laughs> Chris Jones. Okay. Somebody block him. I don't care what the protection is. I don't care what the play is. Somebody account for this guy. As long as we account for him, at least we got a chance. And um, I thought they were going to run. You know, I, just, I thought they were going to do a draw play. You, know, you knew blitzes, a blitz was coming, but that's where I would have been aggressive and I would have made it four downs. But, you know, they, they ended yeah. up kicking the field goal. Give credit to Chris Jones. Uh, we're talking to Mark Sanchez, Fox NFL analyst and uh, former quarterback in the NFL. Uh, who gets another ring first, the Chiefs or Taylor Swift? <laughs> this was uh, – is this the uh, insufferable special with Nick Wright yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't bring up Taylor Swift to him. Oh, man. Um, I mean, with the trajectory of everything going, I, I feel like – no pressure on Kels, but come on, man. Let's go. Amateur to professional. You know what I mean? You got to take the next step. Yeah. Like, uh, you Did you go to see Bronny James with Scottie Pippen? Were you at the USC game? <laughs> so USC is recruiting Scottie Pippen's kid, uh, his son. And I happened to let USC know, hey, I'm available. I'd love to come to the game. They said you're sitting – Next to Scotty Pippen. I was like, are you kidding? This is awesome. Uh, and <laughs> I asked them, um, oh, gosh, you're going to kill me. Hold on. I'm going to find this message. Uh, I said, if you could bet every cent you've ever made 
on a uh, shootout contest. And I said, Craig Hodges, John Paxson, or Steve Kerr? Okay. I said, where are we going? And his answer, because I <laughs> messaged my buddy back, uh, I said, rank them. If you had every dollar, bet on those guys. And I'm pretty sure he said Hodges, like almost without hesitation. Yeah. And then I said, okay, who's number two? And he goes, um, Pax and Kerr, like flip a coin. And so that was like my big question to Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Other than that, we talked about his kid. My dad called me during the game and goes, hey, I see you on TV. Just so you know, Scotty Pippen's kid came back from 20 points uh, with Sierra Canyon. Like my dad watches high school football and basketball <laughs> and baseball, like <laughs> just at the house. Okay. So he's got the, he's got the stats. <laughs> And he goes, tell him congratulations on his son. His son hit the game winner, and they came back from 20 points. So I'm looking at Scotty Pippen like, hey, man, congratulations. You know? <laughs> so I'm doing the whole recruiting spiel. And, like, it was one of the coolest moments for me. My son didn't understand. My wife didn't understand. But um, he's, like, the most underappreciated player maybe ever in basketball. And um, – that was pretty cool. He was he was a great dude. So nice, so personable. And uh the only thing is his <laughs> his voice is so low. Like all I could think of is the right guard commercial. Uh I'm Scotty Pippen. And it's like so low. <laughs> and the the crowd is so loud. Yeah. I must have said what sorry, Scotty, what did you say? Like twenty <laughs> times. And I'm sure he was just like, Come on, man, just like listen the first time. Yeah. Uh, but but his his he's like such a baritone, you know. Like it was so hard to yeah. hear what he was saying. Uh, so I felt kind of bad, but he was great. Great to talk to you as always. Sorry we missed you in Vegas. Oh, buddy, I, I'm barely getting my voice back. Me and Fritzy were talking back and forth, and I'm sorry I missed you on Friday. But um, I owe you guys some reports on some young players. Yes. I watched the. Uh, draft eligible quarterbacks i watched their junior year tape or two years ago tape uh off two years ago oh and Drake may looks pretty good send us some uh, of your mescal oh 100 percent done deal yeah i mean it'd be nice if you shared <laughs> easy okay easy but yeah. i'm just saying drake may off the junior tape two years ago not this Season that just okay, ended. wait. A minute. You're going to take him over Caleb Williams? Uh, Caleb, Caleb's one of the most elite and electrifying players I've ever seen. This is ever. just a yes or no. It's you're on the clock. You're the Bears. But if I'm the Bears, um, this has nothing to do with Justin Fields. I think he's a great player. I think there's a formula to win with Justin Fields. You trade Justin, you get some picks for him, you move back. You might move back or up again, go get the tackle from Notre Dame and your future quarterback in Drake May and let Washington take Caleb Williams, in my opinion. I think you – last year they fleeced uh, – um, Carolina? The Panthers. Yeah. yeah. 
They took all their picks. Boom. You're rolling. You might get the tackle, the quarterback, and maybe neighbors from yeah, yeah uh, from LSU. Yeah. Are you kidding me? That dude's legit. Yep. And I'm talking two years ago film. I haven't watched this most recent year yet. I'll get back to you. But uh Drake May looks good. I met him at Super Bowl too. He sounds uh he's such a southern, like good old boy kid. Like he's great. He's a great kid. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. That's Mark, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Fox NFL analyst. We'll take a break. Phone calls coming up. And uh, meet Cole Hardman, who uh, caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, joins us final hour before the parade starts. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Coming up top of the hour, the best teams that never won a title. Coolest teams that never won a title. We started thinking about this with Orlando, with Shaq and Penny. That was a cool team. A young team, fun team, never won a title. So coming up top of the hour, we'll talk about that. A couple of phone calls in here. Rob in Iowa. Hi, Rob. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Hey, buddy. Uh, just wanted to, just wanted to, uh, got a quick comment and question. Um, first, uh, I just wanted to say I agree with you. I believe that uh, Shanahan was trying to make Brock Purdy the uh, MVP and, you know, uh, make that statement. And I've often thought that he, uh, he thinks that he's, it seems like sometimes he loses because he thinks that he's the smartest. He wants to prove that he's the smartest person on the field. Uh, and then my question is, do you think these kind of movements or decisions are why we never hear of him being up for coach of the year? Oh, I don't know. Chuck Knoll never won coach of the year. Uh, I don't know if Pat Riley ever won coach of the year with the Lakers. Phil Jackson. We usually don't recognize the coach of the best team for some reason. We like the guy. Kevin Stefanski won this with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, it's a regular season award. So I, I don't know if these coaches put much stock in that. But we always like the guy who did uh, more with less. Stefanski loses to Sean Watson. They, you know, bring in Joe Flacco, and then they go to the playoffs. Keith in uh, Milwaukee. Hi, Keith. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan. First time, long time. Six foot two twenty-five. Dan, I wanted to talk to you about your uh, episode on Mean Cabin Masters. Other than the requirements you asked for, were you consulted at all during the building, or did they have free reign? Was it actually 16 weeks? And are there any sleepovers planned with the Danettes? I'll take your answer off the air. Thank All you. right. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, uh, Monday, we had main cabin masters. Uh, Ryan and the crew, they were uh, helping build a bunkhouse in Maine. And I told them, I gave them parameters of what I wanted as far as what they did with uh, the wood and interior and some of the features. That was up to them. It was probably 16 weeks might have been a little longer than that, but it was right around there. We wanted to finish by Halloween because they were wearing costumes for the episode. And then by the time it aired, it just aired last night, but you know they had to put it all together. But uh, they were fun to work with, and uh, I think it came out great. And yes, uh, Seton got to see the episode, and I, you know, you have an invitation if you guys want to come up to the bunkhouse. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Are we more than welcome to come up there? You're welcome. You're if we wor- find ourselves in the area. You're we- um, yeah. If you're up there in the area, hotels and aren't you're available. Around you're and- welcome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not more than welcome, but you're welcome. And just the bunkhouse. Yeah, and there's there's enough room. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, a couple of uh, you know, single beds up top. In the uh, top of the bunkhouse area. Yeah, Paul. So the reveal, you went over in a boat across a lake. Yeah, yeah, oh. dude. Yeah, Ryan was uh, in in his boat. Took me across the lake, and uh, reveal beers. 
no, no, there was no, <laughs> no drinking. It was just we got over there, and then uh, I said, "Okay, looks awesome." And uh, took you know you got to go through the tour of the house, and so it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Yes, yeah, I'm watching the show last night with my wife, uh, and when they they first started well can i give details of the episode out or yeah is it too soon no it's not too soon um, i don't think there's a spoiler alert i want to make sure there's no spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. but they started putting this like uh you basically you have a, a house and then sort of uh i think what you're calling a barn next to it yeah and then you wanted a, a little hut sort of put behind that yeah um a shack or i don't know what the terminology is but anyway they started putting this platform up and as soon as they started putting that together, my wife and I were like, dang, that is, why are they building such a gigantic house back there? They're going to ruin the view for the barn place. Yep, exactly. What the heck is going on? And then, sure enough. Ashley came in and yeah. said, uh, why are you building a treehouse? Saves the day. Yes. There, and yeah. then they had to chop it in half to bring it down lower to the ground. And uh, a little tension there with the main cabin masters. Came out great, though. Yeah, it did. Yeah, looks great. Yeah, it's good. They always have weather, like you're you're battling weather and you're going to get this done. Every episode, it feels like, oh, and then we got to get this done before the frost comes in. But thank you to Maine Cabin Masters. Coming up, he caught the game-winning touchdown pass. Nicole Hardman will join us. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.